What's up, BC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I am back with another podcast episode on today. It's Wednesday. I hope you all enjoyed the worship music from today. Y'all know I love sharing my playlist with y'all. I pray that y'all are adding the ones that, you know, best suit you uh, for your journey to the playlist. Share it with somebody, okay? Turn it up. Turn JC up, okay? Um, I have a word for y'all from the book of Mark chapter four, okay? And it is the story about the farmer. Now, I hope I'm not rushing y'all. It's actually 1128 where I live right now um, on a Thursday. (laughs) Y'all are hearing this on a Wednesday. So I'm trying to get this message to you all. It's so timely. I'm trying to get this message to you all before I go into work, okay? So I pray that the Spirit definitely takes over and leads us to where uh, I'm able to teach and preach this message in a way that is understandable and that it shall and will be received, okay? In Jesus' name, Father God, I ask that I will decrease and that you will increase on today. Amen? Amen. So let's just jump right in, BC family. The story about the farmer. Okay, so it reads, chapter 4, The next time Jesus taught beside Lake Galilee, a big crowd gathered. It was so large that he had to sit in a boat out on the lake. While the people stood on the shore, he used stories to teach them many things, and this is part of what he taught. Verse 3, it says, Now listen, a farmer went out to scatter seed in a field. While the farmer was scattering the seed, some of it fell along road and was eaten by birds. Other seeds fell on thin, rocky ground, and quickly started growing because the soil wasn't very deep. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and dried up because they did not have enough roots. Okay, verse 7. Some some other seeds fell where the thorn bushes grew and choked out the plants. So they did not produce any grain. Okay? So I want to back up because I kind of stumbled. So basically what's happening is, in specifically verse 7, it said that some other seeds fell where the thorn bushes grew and uh, were choked out. Okay? So the plants were choked out. All right? Let's carry on. So they did not produce any grain. Verse 8. But a few seeds did fall on good ground where the plants grew and produced 30 or 60 or even a hundred times as much as was scattered. Okay. Then Jesus said, if you have ears, pay attention. Okay. I'm going to keep reading because we're in the sun and then we'll go back and read some scriptures. Okay. Um, Verse 10. Why Jesus told, why Jesus used the stories. Okay. That's what we're getting ready to understand. Verse 10. When Jesus was alone, Alone with the 12 apostles and some others, they asked him about these stories. He answered, I have explained the secret about God's kingdom to you, but for others, I can only use stories. The reason is these people will look and look, but never see. They will listen and listen, but never understand. If they did, They would turn to God and he would forgive them. Okay, I want to sum up this specific part that we just read about why Jesus 
use stories, okay? Um, a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're dealing with people that are in the world beastly family and you're trying to teach and you're trying to explain certain things to them, or you may even have somebody who's halfway in the world and halfway decided to turn their life over to Christ, um, to be able to assume that they would just know and understand, um, you know, spiritual terms that we use as we walk our life out by the spirit of the living Lord, you know, um, and righteousness to to really think that people would understand what it is that we say when we say what we say can be a bit, uh, you know, naive of a child of God. Um, and it can really do people a disservice. Um, and what the Lord was saying specifically in this text is he's like, you know, I've explained the secret about God's kingdom to you. You know, the you would be us, BC family, the people who believe, the people who have been following the life of Christ. He's explained these things to us. We are not new to this. We have been reading our word. We have been engulfed in it. We have taken up our mats and began to walk in purpose, whatever we are called to do. We have turned from um, our wicked ways, old sinful ways of life, um, just different things that we were not called to walk in, right, BC family? And um, and that's what the Lord is saying. Like, you know, you all have understand, okay? And he's like, the reason that I'm telling these people that are in the world stories just like we heard about the um you know the different seeds that have fallen he's given them analogies there's actually a word for it what's the word for it sorry let me look uh parables thank you holy spirit so he's he you know he spoke in parables so that people would be able to better understand right and he's just like you know if you have ears to hear, then hear what the Spirit is saying, right? But in the text, we also learn, he said that they would listen and listen, but never understand. He said if they did, they would turn to God and he would forgive them, okay? So in this season, BC family, as we're going forth, forth and we're fishing for people, uh, you know, we're going out and we're being the farmers, you know, in this current day of land, um, you know, trying to reach people. You got to remember that not everybody is going to understand the things that you're saying. Um, you know, you can't take offense. You know, I bind and rebuke the spirit of offense in this time because it's so easy to get offended and thinking that, you know, and take things personal and thinking that it's something that you have done. OK, it's nothing about, um, you know, the way that you teach okay if you're following the righteous ways of what the lord is saying and how to go and reach people sometimes you do have to break certain things down okay now to get off of that and fast forward let me tell y'all where I, I got the breakthrough okay that was breakthrough too but when i tell you i got breakthrough okay it was in the portion of chapter four where we were reading um, verse 13, okay? Um, and this was when Jesus went in to explain the story about the farmer, okay? Um, and he just went in deeper. So I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then I'm going to break it down for you, okay? So 13, it reads, Jesus told them, if you don't understand this story, you won't understand any other. What the farmer is spreading is really the message about the kingdom. My God, there you go right there. Did y'all get that? Let me let me pause. Let me back up. 
because I do not want y'all to miss that. That is like the point. Okay, so in the text, what we're learning right now, it's literally the story of the farmer. Okay, the seeds and what each seed meant. Okay, so hear the Lord when he say, okay, hear the Lord when he say. Okay, I'm getting ready to read. I know somebody on the other side of this podcast like, read it. I'm about to. Okay, so it says, Jesus told them, if you don't understand this story, you won't understand any other. Okay, so basically to sum it up, pay attention. And if you don't get this, then you just probably will never understand. Okay, 14. What the farmer is spreading is really the message about the kingdom. Okay, so when you see the farmer out there spreading the seeds, that's what's going on. Okay, verse 15, the seeds that fell along the road are the people who hear the message, but Satan soon comes and snatches it away from them. Okay, so in this Tom DC family, yes, this is basically another uh, master class and you can take notes and really begin to question and line this text up with your life and figure out what type of seed are you? What type of plant will you become? What type of seed are you? And in these quick little verses that we read, I'm going to label it seed number one. Seed number one was the seed that fell along the road, okay? And with that, deeper explained, is the people who hear the message, but Satan soon, right away, soon, however you want to put it, came in and snatched it away from them, okay? Do you hear messages? Do you hear motivational speakers speaking, your mentors coming to you, your friends coming to you, and you're listening to what it is that they give you, um, the encouraging messages, you know, and then you're hearing them, but as soon as the enemy come and say something, you just don't believe any longer, uh, you know, whatever it is that they told you that your great blessings are unprosperous. You know, and the enemy come and he begins to speak to you. You know, you're always going to be broke. You know, somebody walked by saying things about you. Um, and deep down inside, you may have felt that way about you. And it may have seemed like confirmation. And really, the enemy had been using them up against you. Are you seed number one? Are you the seed that, that fell along the road? You know, as soon as the enemy came in, he snatched it away from you. Are you that seed? Okay, that's a question to ask yourself. Let's keep going. We're going to learn all the seeds today. Glory be to God. Verse 16, it says, the seeds that fell on rocky ground are the people who gladly hear the messages and accept it right away. But they don't have any roots and they don't last very long. Soon as the life, soon as life gets hard, the message gets them Oh, soon as the, I'm sorry, y'all, <laughs> I clearly need glasses. Anyway, um, as soon as life gets hard or the message gets them in trouble, they give up, okay? So are you seed number two? Are you the seed that fell on rocky ground? You accepted the message, you received the message, you understood the message, you like, this message is for me. But then, you know, over time, you know, you just never grew any roots. You know, it, it didn't last long. It was just something that kind of hyped you up. Like, yeah, I needed that. 
I needed that to pick me up today. I needed that to keep me going. And then the minute that adversity came your way and troubles came your way, you're like, oh man, you know, life is life. This is this is just what it is. Are you seed number two? These are the things that you have to begin to ask yourself, my sea family. And let's take a look at seed number three. It says the seed that fell along the thorn bushes are the people who hear the message, but they start worrying about the needs of this life. I'm gonna pause right there because there's two parts to this seed. Okay, so are you are you the person, you know, the Lord come to you and and uh, by way of the spirit and he lets you know, like, hey, you know, you're gonna get a promotion at work. Hey, you know, not right now, but later down the line, you're gonna be the CEO of this and that. And uh, later down the line, you know, I give you a promise of marriage and you're gonna be somebody's great husband one day, you're gonna be somebody's great wife one day. You know, are you are you are you the seed that fell along the thorn bushes? And you started worrying about how these things were going to come to pass instead of just taking up your mat and walking, just doing one thing at a time. Okay. It also said that they are fooled by the desires to get rich and to have all kinds of other things. So the message gets choked out and they never produce anything. Okay. This is the same, this is the same seed we're talking about. Is it you? You know, you get excited. You may have received the word. You might be like, Lord, you know, I can see that on me. I can see me being somebody's mother. I can see me being a wife. I can see me being a husband. I can see me being a pastor. I can see me being a car salesman, whatever it is. And then you get caught up and you start adding up the adding up everything that you're gonna buy. Yep, I'm gonna get a Benz, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna flex on them, and I'm I'm about to be popping over here and I'm, I'm going to get turned up and I can't wait to come back to my hood and show them, you know, show the people that really was, you know, praying on my downfall, who really wasn't there for me, how I'm rocking now. Right? No, that's not right. That's not what the Lord wants from us. Okay? And ultimately, you know, it doesn't lead to anything. Okay? Except for getting choked out. The message gets choked out. Your purpose gets choked out by your flesh-like desires, right? You take something that the Lord has offered up to you as a promise and you try to use it for personal gain. That's not what we are called to do here, Missy family. As we're walking with the Lord, we are called to be able to reach the people. We are the farmer. If, you, if you're in the seat of the student, as we've been talking about, there's going to come a point where you are the farmer, where you're going to be sprinkling seeds. And even at this point, as a student, you still are in the seat of a teacher because there's somebody watching you. The moment that people see and the moment that you begin to tell people, you know, I'm on something new. I turn my life around. I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm decided to take out my mat and go a different way. This way is no longer serving me. You know, I'm going to try this. You better believe that people are locked in on you. You better believe that people are watching you and wanting to see if you make it. And that's why the word talks about counting up the cost. Okay? Counting up the cost, meaning whether it's financially, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally, 
Am I equipped enough? Do I really feel like I can handle the journey that I'm getting ready to embark on? And it's, it's, it's not fair to you or anybody else around you and the people that you're supposed to reach on that journey to not count at the cost. Because BC Family, if you decide to take on a journey and you fail at the things that you are, are uh, setting out to do and you just decide, you know, with that failure, I'm going to let it lay right there. That was a sign. Then you gotta, you, you're going to have to explain some things to some people. Some people that you may have encouraged. And we all get tired. I'm not saying you're not, you're not going to get tired. I'm not saying that you're not going to feel, you know, the things that come along with the journey. Because there are plenty of days where you get discouraged, you get tired. You think the enemy is just going to willingly let you walk out of sin. You think the enemy is really going to just comfortably allow you to change your life. No. And when, I'm, and when I say the enemy, that could look like, him using your friends up against you to talk about you, say things that you always felt that they felt about you in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever it is. If you if you've been in the streets all your life, it's it's hard. It's hard to get out of those things sometimes. Because when you decide on the inside, you know, that you're rooted, that you're grounded. At the fact that, hey, I want to change my life. You know, that's why they always say, hey, change your friends around you. Okay? Because you will. You can and you will get choked out. If you are not taking inventory of the things that are going on around you. But that is why it's important, BC Family, what we just talked about on Manor Monday, to make sure that we are writing a vision and making a plan. You know, if you're going to be the president, the Lord told you that, cool, write it out. What did you see when he showed you the vision? You were sitting in the White House, you had a tux on, probably never wore a tux in your life, probably never wore a dress in your life. But you know, what you know, that you know, that you know, that your father who sits in heaven came to you by way of the spirit and let you know some things. He revealed some things to you, granted you revelation and understanding and clarity that, hey, I got a better life for you on the other end of things. And if you're willing to give me your yes, I can seek to it that you get there. Right? So when he shows you the vision, know that he has more plans for you. If you could see something, think bigger. Write bigger. Okay? In this season, think big. Okay, BC family? It's time to think big. And when you have this overall goal, when you see this big vision, you got to know that it's going to take baby steps to get there, okay? It's about the journey, okay? People are going to be able to say, you know, I remember when they first started. I remember when they first said they was done clubbing. I remember when they first said they was not drinking anymore. I remember when they first said, you know, I'm not smoking no more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm done cheating on my wife. I'm done cheating on my husband. I'm done stealing from the job. You know, I'm done. People remember. They may never give you the props that you're looking for. They may never encourage you. And sometimes it don't even be out of hate. You know, and that's another thing about mindset. A lot of times, BC family, it's easy to get caught up in the mindset. Oh, they hating on me. It's not always about hate. Some people are fearful. 
I know I talked about um, you being the favor in some people's lives. That is so real. That is so true, DC family, because sometimes when you are connected to people, you inspire them. You inspire them and you're around them. And, and they don't even understand why it is that they're, that they're doing better in certain things that they didn't used to do better in. But watching you, if you're not doing nothing but just getting out of the bed, checking the mail every day at the same time, that might inspire somebody who's looking out the window and thinking that, you know, the doctor may have told them that they never walk again. And to see that you consistently do something, they might make it their goal to try it too. So when you're walking, DC family, you got to make sure that your heart posture is in the right place. Uh, you got to make sure that even when you see the vision and you make it plain, that you're not stressing out about how you're going to get there, that you don't decide, hey, you know what, I'm just going to think small on this level because this is what I got right now. You got to know in your heart that you won't always be where you are today. My God, I felt that for somebody. You will not always be where you are today. So to think small is to keep you bound to the environment that you are currently in. My God, who am I talking to on today? Who am I talking to on today? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because as you grow, DC family, you're going to begin to just walk up and out of pits that you've been in for, for long periods of time. You're going to be able to walk away from judicial systems that no longer serve you. Uh, you know, all of these different things. Those of you who have been in and out of shelters all of your life, there's going to come a, a day, there's going to come a time where the day that you walk out those double doors, that you won't look back. Okay? The enemies that you see today, you will see no more. Okay? Don't think small when you hear enemies. Enemy could be something that's been a stronghold for you, smoking. You know, the enemy that you see today, you won't see that no more. You won't always be a smoker. I declare and decree that for somebody on today. You won't always be a drinker. You won't always have to find, you know, comfort in a bottle. You won't always have to find your escape on the other side of a crack pipe. Let's get real. We have listeners from all over the world and you never know who's sitting on here. And refuse to tiptoe around somebody else's emotions to the point where it can cause somebody a breakdown. Okay? I'm here to set the captives free. All right? So when you're looking around and you're looking at what you have in your hands, this is the part where you got to know where your strength comes from. Okay? Just like Brother Nehemiah. Okay? Read the word, y'all. Read the word. Or you're not going to understand. Okay, just like Brother Nehemiah, he knew where his strength came from. When they was begging him to come out of the house, when they was begging him to stop building on the foundations and the walls and the things that he was building in order to, you know, become who he was. He knew like, Lord, please give me strength. He knew. You know, we don't, we don't really know what he suffered with in that time. And for those of you who don't know, Nehemiah, he 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 had, had old friends, and they were really frenemies, you know. He knew that they were out to harm him. And they kept calling him, trying to summon him to come out of the house. Come out of the house. Come do this. Come do that. And he's like, I'm building. I don't have time to come out of the house right now. 
I don't have time to focus on what it is that y'all have going on. Like, I can't make this up. This word is real. And he's telling them, like, I don't have time. And they kept coming back, and they kept coming back. They came back like three or four times. And that last time that they came, they came by way of a letter. They wrote him an official letter. With all of this gossip and all of these different things that they had heard about him and of why he wasn't coming out of the house and of why he was building, saying that he was only building because he had plans to come rebel, plans to come back and spend the block for my street friends. And none of it was true. And Nehemiah's like, look, all I want to do is build. I don't told y'all that I'm trying to just build. So why am I being antagonized? Why am I being degraded? Why is my name being lied on? Why y'all spitting on me? Why y'all kicking me when I'm down and I'm trying to come up? Y'all supposed to be my friends. And he said, he said, Lord, give me strength. Okay, so that's what you're going to have to do, BC family. When you feel your desires coming in over what it is that you're really called to do, purpose is not about money. Some of you are meant to be kingdom financiers, okay, meant to finance people along their journey, okay? Some of y'all are, and some of y'all, y'all have a specific purpose to reach people. And if you're looking about the money that's coming, if you're worried about the clothes and the cars and the houses and, the, you know, the many mansions and all of these things that you're going to live in, all of these different promises. Yes, the Lord promised us a life of abundance. That's going to come with it. You think God about the, you, oh, let, whew, let me break this down because the enemy been lying to some of y'all today. You think that the God we serve is going to, one, send his only son, his one only son, his only child, to die for us. People that he knew wasn't even going to want to serve him. Wasn't even going to want him to get the glory. Wasn't even willing to turn from their wicked ways. Send his only son to die for us and not take care of us. The devil is a lie. That, that, even if you want to think logically, that's not even logical. If you want to think street, that's not street. God is going to make sure that you have all that you need. So going back to the text, don't get caught up. Don't start worrying about the needs of this life. Okay? Because you will be fooled. Okay? And carrying on, this is the seed that I pray that we all will become. Okay? And for those of us who are already good seeds, I pray that we will continue to call on the Lord, continue to want to be good seeds and not get distracted. Okay, Verse 20, it reads, the seeds that fell on good ground are the people who hear and welcome the message. They produce 30 or 60 or even 100 times as much as was planted, okay? And to sum all this up, BC family, what the text is saying is that when somebody such as myself, I'm a destiny helper for many, I'm on the podcast, I life coach some of my clients throughout the week, 
you know, to be more personal with them and help them to get to where they're going in life, okay? And being able to have a destiny helper, even if it's just simply listening to this podcast, in order to be a good seed, you're going to have to apply these things to your life, okay? You know, that old saying, you know, I can I could take a horse to water, but I can't make them drink. That is so true, BC family, okay? So I want to encourage you to be the, the seed that fell on good ground, okay? I want you to be the one who hears the messages that are being sown into you here and, and motivational speakers that you're listening to that really give you that push to get to where you're going. I want you to receive those messages, hear them with your heart, okay? Welcome the message and produce, okay? Don't just take it and hold on to it and and play it over and over. This was a good word, yeah. That fed me eating it like it's for breakfast. You're going to have to take those things if you're reading up and off of the pages of that book and apply them. If you're sitting in seminars, webinars, uh, life coaching courses, whatever, you're going to have to take those things that are being sown into you and, and begin to produce fruits out of those things, okay? Okay? So specifically in the text, it says that they produced 30 or 60 or even 100 times as much as was planted. Okay, so BC family, your 30, your 60, or your 100 could simply look like uh, a, a, a Facebook post of what you got out of, out of something that somebody gave you. If you sum up this text today, I know we've been a little bit all over the place. I'm in a little bit of a hurry, so Lord, please forgive me for rushing this word. But I know for a fact that who this message is for, that it's going to reach them. Okay, but I really want you all to understand. When you hear a message from somebody, if you have a phone conversation with somebody and they tell you something and it hits home, for the religious folk, it resonates with your soul. If it resonates with your soul, the message is for you. Don't get offended when you're listening to messages and, and you're thinking, oh my God, they talking about me. Okay? You got to remember like, Listen, God is sending somebody to grab me up out of this thing. And they understand where I'm coming from. So if I could just take this thing and apply it to my life, I wonder what will happen. You, you've tried everything else. Why not this? Don't allow the enemy to get in your head and make you feel different types of ways about things going on in life, about the people and the destiny helpers that the Lord has sent to you to reach you. Don't get offended. I pray that you do not take offense when things hit home. That pressing on your spirit, that uncomfortable feeling, that in your face feeling, that in your kitchen feeling, when it feels like somebody's standing in your kitchen talking to you with a finger in your face, don't get offended. That is the Holy Spirit coming to break you out. It's speaking louder than those thoughts that the enemy has been speaking to you. You ain't never going to be nothing. You, nah, you can never be a business owner. You don't even understand paperwork. You don't even know how to write a business plan. All of these things. And I can talk about it, BC family, because I've been here. I never would have thought in a million years that I would ever have a book. I never thought in a million years that I would ever be able to sit up here on a podcast and, and take things out of this beautiful Bible, read them, understand them, 
and be able to come back and tell you all what I learned to help further your journey. You know why? You know why I never thought that? Because the enemy tried to get me when I was young. He tried to, I remember, I never forget, glory be to God. I want to share this with you all today. This is breaking some of you free. Get your breakthrough right now. In Jesus' name, breakthrough right now. In Jesus' name. Up and out, Satan. Up and out of their mind. My God, we're going to take a pause real quick. Up and off of their mind in the name of Jesus. Father God, any dead thing that has died in your children, Father God, that you have called to be in their life for current day, Father God, I declare and decree that it be quickening and coming back to life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. BC family, when I tell y'all, the enemy, he thinks he's so crafty. He thinks he's so slick. But the truth about the situation is that I remember when I was young, I was sitting in elementary school, I'll never forget, um, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, shout out Avon Orioles. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I'm sitting in the desk and I remember the teacher coming in telling me, you know, you need an IEP, you know, you lack understanding, um, you know, we're going to shorten everything down from you for you. We're going to have you come into this smaller classroom setting and we want you to be able to learn on a smaller scale so that you can, you know, uh, really understand what it is you're learning. You know, and they was telling me that I wasn't going to graduate high school. Um, you know, I'd be, it'd be a, a blessing to be able to go to college. Like, you know, they were really putting all these numbers and ratings up against me. But when I tell you, um, you know, it was a fight. It was a fight. The enemy knew from a young age that once I got in this word, BC family, that I was going to be a force to be reckoned with, that I was going to be a problem, that I was going to be a threat to the kingdom of hell. Okay. Because why he knew that I was going to get in this word. And that the Lord was going to reveal to me some things that you have been experiencing. And he knew that once that I read this word and gain understanding, wisdom, and knowledge, my God, and courage to bring forth the word, even on days like this when I'm stumbling over the text, that it still bring forth breakthrough, he knew. He knew that that was going to be a problem. Okay? And so that's what the enemy does. He tries to get in. Right as you're trying to step your foot out of the world, right as you're trying to make a decision to turn your life around, and he'll begin to beat up and abuse, you know, your mental. You can't do this. You can't do that. See, even they saying it. The devil is a liar. All right. He's not going to tease you about anything unless he knows that it's a threat to what he got going on. All right. So when the enemy is saying all these negative things, to you, about you, lying to you, saying you always going to be broke, you always going to be in a situation, you got to know that he's a liar, all right? That's why it's important to be in your word, all right, BC family? If you don't have a Bible, email me. It's in the description box. I will send it out to you for free. Bless you, okay? We got to stick together, all right? So as you continue on your journey, BC family, just remember that as you are, you know, people are planting seeds in your soil, as you're hearing words, even if it's just not, if it's not biblical words. I get up sometimes and I, I listen to basketball players. I listen to football players as they talk about, you know, motivational things um, of how they got where they were. You know, this life is a journey. It's not a game, but it's definitely a journey. You're going to have to know how to come up against your opponent, all right? So when you're watching TV and you're looking at things and you're 
glorifying these celebrities in which you should not be. Look at what you can learn from them. How did they get to where they are? How consistent were they? How many people did they have to walk away from? Were they always up at their family member's house every day of the week? Are they smokers? Do they drink? Do they believe in God? What are their family values? What are their core values? How do they eat? What do they feed their body? How do they break their body down to, to do what the spirit is telling them and not what the flesh wants? You know? Athletes are who they are because they're disciplined. Because they apply the things that they're learning. Alright? Oftentimes when you hear a basketball player or a celebrity speaking, they're telling you like, yeah, you know, I remember Michael Jordan. I remember this. And I remember having a conversation with him and he said this. And I remember after that I got up at 5 in the morning every morning and started running. Because I knew if my legs got stronger, that my jump shot would get stronger. These are the things, alright? So if you want to take anything from the world, look around and see. See that they too have a curriculum that they go by, all right? So I won't prolong this message out any longer than what it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing me here today, prompting me here uh, to get here today to free one of your children. You know, this is a good, this was such a good message, B to Candy. And I really thank y'all for spending time with me and my Bible study time. Like I said, this was a fresh word. Okay, so excuse me for skipping all over the text. But that is why I, I equipped you all with the scripture. And it is important that you go back and you read these messages for yourself. Because what I get out of them may be what the Lord has for me and a few other people on the podcast. But what he may want you to have in your season is going to require you to read it. All right? And see what he reveals to you. All right? See what he breaks down. What did you get out of that? And that's why it's important to have praying friends and friends who love the Lord as well. Your circle is getting ready to change. I promise you, BC family, if you are walking in the direction that you're supposed to be going, if you are becoming that good seed, okay, and multiplying everything that you're learning, everything that is coming your way and that you're hearing that is good and that lines up with righteousness and lines up with your purpose and where you're going, you are getting ready. There's no way that you're going to be able to sit in certain rooms that you're in. And if you do, it may become detrimental to your growth. Because a lot of the times, that's why you see people who started off, oh, they were a good child, you know, and, oh, they were very successful. And they started hanging with these people and, you know, look at them now. Right? It happens all the time, even in the industry. You see these rappers, they start off really good, multi-talented um, artists. And then later, they come from talking about selling drugs to using them. All right? So it's important to really make sure that the people that you are around are, are, are lining up with the places that you're going. I remember for me, when I first started my journey, I was so thirsty, BC family. So thirsty to be in rooms with people who were on the level of, that I saw me going. And even when I was in those rooms, I remember I used to feel less than. I didn't have all the clothes. You know, I, I remember when I went one day, I remember calling my dad, covering him in the blood of Jesus um, for many attacks in the name of Jesus. I remember I was talking to my dad on the phone one day and I was in Atlanta and I was at this seminar and I'm like, my God, I'm looking around at everybody has Benzes and Lexuses. And I'm telling my dad, like, um, I don't know if I'm in the right room, you know, and he just encouraged me to keep going. He's like, no, nah, this is this is this is where you're going. All right. So it's in the going, BC family, that you begin to learn who you are. 
right? So if you see it, you can believe it, all right? And if you believe it, you can see it, all right? So in order to get to where you're going, BC family, you're going to have to write out the vision like we talked about on Monday. Write it out. Think big. If it, it seems impossible, that's what you want to reach for. If it seems like something you can never do, reach for it. The Lord told me I was writing a book. I reached, and it's here. The Lord told me I'm, I'm going to speak. He told me that. I'll never forget. I was 13 years old sitting on the steps, and he told me that I was going to be speaking in rooms, many rooms. He said I was going to be a motivational speaker, and I never, ever thought in a million years that I would be talking to people, thousands of people all over the world, Kenya, Brazil, all over the world. All right, and this is only the beginning for us, BC family. There's going to be a day that I'm going to be able to shake hands with you all. There's going to be a day that I'm going to be able to thank you for staying with me as I've learned, as God produced this fruit of who I've become. And I'm not boasting on me. I'm boasting on God because I know where my strength came from. I know on the days where I slept on the floor and I was I had to get up and give you all a message telling you to keep going. When I really felt like I couldn't go, I remember, and I never forget. And so I really don't take lightly. When you all write me, tell me that you're praying for me, telling me that you're you, you're thankful that I allow the Lord to use me in the way that He does. When you come up to me and you ask me to sign your book, I don't look at you all like fans. I want y'all to know that you're not fans. Y'all my family. All right. And without y'all, I would never be where I am today. I'll be there because of God. But I'm saying y'all really inspire me. Because I know even on days when I can't show up for myself, I got to show up for y'all. All right, BC family. And I don't mean to get all lovey-dovey and passionate, but I really want y'all to understand the love that I have for y'all. All right? So like I said, I got to get out of here. I got to get to work. Okay? And I just pray. I pray for y'all. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that this message has fallen on rich soil, Father God, and that it would take root in every area of their life that it is called to go forth in, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you will remove every fear, every tormenting spirit, every lie of the enemy, Father God, from their minds, their hearts, their bodies, their souls, and their spirit, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you will set them up on a hill to where the enemy can't even reach them, Father Send those angels that you have assigned to each and every one of them to surround them, Father God. Use them for your glory, Father God. Make them your miracle, Father God. When people see them, Father God, let them say that they are blessed. Let them say that they are great. Let them say that they are prosperous. Let them say that they are a child of God. I command every name that has stuck with them from childhood up until now begin to break off of them, Father God. Show the enemy to be a liar. If people have been called broke, Make them rich, Father God. If people have been called sad, make them joyful, Father God. Let them dance like David did, Father God. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Father God, for connecting the children of God to who they need to be connected to in this season. You are a present help, Father God. You are with them always. Even when they don't have the Bible right next to them, Father God, you left your spirit way of your son Christ Jesus dying for us. He left his spirit for us. And I, and, and I thank you, Father God, that we're able to call on him to be our comforter. I thank you that we sit at your right hand, Father God, your hand of authority. My God, 
And I just pray, Father God, that you continue to direct us to the places that you have for us to go. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say glory, hallelujah, and amen. So I love you all, BC family, so much. I pray that this word has blessed y'all as it has blessed me. I cannot wait to be back here um, later this week, Lord, say the same, to give you all another message. Keep going, BC family. Y'all got this. It look hard. Things kind of look scattered out and all over the place because that's what it looks like when you're planning. When you're building, when you see construction sites, they be having all type of stuff, you know, planks laid out, papers all over them, and X's all over the floor plan. It look crazy. All they see is all of these tools, and they and they know that they got to build this big old, big old um, house, you know, whatever it is that they're building. And it's like, wow. But had they thought about how many screws it would have took to build, they probably would have never started building. So don't get distracted and don't get weary in the well-doing, okay, BC family? And until next time, stay great, blessed, and filled.